Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We've got Lindsay, Laura, Eric, Melissa, not me, <laughs> Megan, August, Krista, and Brian. Guys, welcome to the team. And boy, do you have a treat oh. being uploaded for you <laughs> later today. And it is full of amazing sound effects. You are just really, you're getting your money's worth, let me tell you. Yeah, you're doing a new Week and Weird. Yes, every week I will do a Week and Weird thing uh, where I just, a sh- short video, this one I think is seven minutes or something, and I'll just recap all the weird things that happened that week, That's kind great. of breaking true crime, supernatural, paranormal news. That's fun as hell. So cool. We have seen we have seen snippets, and <laughs> it is cool as hell. It's honestly cool as hell. Like the vibe is cool as hell. Yeah, it's like the colors are really nice. Like you put up yeah. pictures of things. Yeah, it's, a, it's great. You're <laughs> yeah. a natural YouTuber. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah. fun time. Me me figuring out how to use iMovie <laughs> has just been a blast. Was that iMovie? No. That looked like an up. Oh, it was another. Well, it was another thing I have called Mojave. I've heard of Mojave. All right. Yeah, I find Mojave easier to use than iMovie, so that's why I use it. Yep. <laughs> okay, hey guys. So we wanted to record this update before this episode because we recorded this episode on Sunday the nineteenth before there were these major updates in the case. So we just wanted to make sure everything was accurate. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a few hours after we recorded our episode, Gabby's body was found. So we want to kind of update everything that we talked about and let you know what is going on. And the reason they found the body is because of this dash cam recording of some YouTubers who were in an RV. It was taken on August 27th, which was five days before Brian returned home. And they noticed this van because it had Florida plates and they're from Florida. They're like, oh, more travelers from Florida. Let's stop and see. We'll say hi. But there was nobody inside the van and it was for sure their van. And so the FBI looked in that area 
And that's where they found Gabby's body. It's crazy. So uh, Jessica from The Seance and from What's Up Weirdo sent me this tweet. It's from at girl, let me tell you. It says, Gabby Petito being found because of a YouTuber who was editing her videos, saw the van, and immediately told authorities is so crazy to me. If there was media coverage like this for all other missing people, there would be a huge chance for others to be found, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess she's saying internet sleuthing, but so, you know, that is what it is. But this is the weirdest part. The YouTuber who had the video of her van celebrated her son's would-be 17th birthday today he had passed away years ago on the day that this youtuber had compiled the video and told authorities and the woman said that she thinks that her son led her to the van and reviewing the footage and showing the authorities which is pretty crazy she yeah she thought that she felt like the ghost of her son uh leading her to like oh, wow. this case yeah pretty crazy that's so crazy yeah. and also brian is still in hiding his parents think that he went into the woods near his home in this like twenty five thousand acre area of forest so like we haven't seen him in a week it's been since last tuesday and then the fbi searched the home yesterday morning and i think we touched on this in the episode especially uh with molly where sometimes these van life couples It's a perfect kind of vacuum for domestic or emotional abuse Mm -hmm. when if you're in a couple where your partner, male or female, in this case it was male, wants to isolate you, take you away from your friends and your family, going on these extensive road trips is a perfect way to kind of control control and and get your partner alone even further and there's this article on fox news gabby petito investigation 911 call reveals brian laundry seen seen hitting and slapping gabby before her disappearance and of course we we heard gabby kind of like taking the blame and saying um you know that it was her fault Uh, And then, you know, we know that the police sided with Brian. And this happens a lot in domestic abuse cases, especially when men are the abusers. There's audio from this 911 call where someone called in and said Brian was slapping Gabby. Hi, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, uh, I'm calling. I'm right on the corner of Main Street by Moonflower. We're driving by, and I'd like to report a domestic dispute in Florida with a white van, Florida license plate, white land, gentleman, five, six beard. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. They made a, uh, a right onto Main Street from Moonflower. Or what were they doing? But, um, what'd you say? What were they doing? Uh, we drove by, and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car. And they drove off. Okay, you said uh, it's a white van? White van, I give you the, I give you the license plate if you give me one sec. And then he just like goes into the description of what the van is. But yeah, so the police knew this. This is what the 911 operator told them. And when they pulled them over, they were like asking Brian like, oh, are you okay? Oh, I see you have scratches. And then like they said Gabby was just like uncontrollable crying hysterically. It's infuriating. Uh, but there's this great article on the Daily Beast called What Gabby's uh, Gabby Petito's Case Says About Cops and Us. Uh, and the subcaption is, while domestic abuse is frequently ignored, the disappearance and possible murder of an attractive young white woman often gains outsized attention. Yeah, there's there's definitely been a lot of discourse on Twitter about this, about Gabby going missing and the quote-unquote missing white woman syndrome, like where a young, pretty white woman gets more media attention than non-white women. Yeah. And sure, like we don't want to dismiss what happened to Gabby because like both things can be true. Like, yeah, more non-white women would be found if they had even a fraction of the media attention as Gabby. And also the police failed Gabby by not protecting her and siding with her abuser when she was like clearly upset and distraught. 
Yeah, absolutely. So in the same area that Gabby disappeared, 710 indigenous people, mostly girls, disappeared between the years of 2011 and 2012, but their stories didn't lead news cycles. Internet sleuths didn't clog Instagram and Twitter trying to solve the mystery of their disappearance, which is, of course, true and is an injustice and also says something about our society that, you know, we are fixated on, you know, the white, beautiful women and also this Instagram social media culture. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, it's horrible that what happened to Gabby. And it's also horrible at the same time that we are ignoring this huge population of people who are also missing, also having horrible uh, injustices happen to them. From the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, Uh, It says more than four out of five American Indian and Alaskan Native women have experienced violence in their lifetime. Native women suffer from violence at a rate 2.5 times greater than any other population in the United States. One in three Native women will be raped in their lifetime and four in five Native Native women will be victims of a violent assault. It is startling that non-Native perpetrators commit the majority of these crimes, and also on some reservations, Native women are killed at 10 times the national average. Jeez. So it's it's clear that more attention needs to be given to this cause and also the cause of domestic violence in general, and also mental health uh, and providing services there for men and women who are in trouble, are in relationships like this. Hmm. So starting from today, we're going to be donating some of our Patreon money to causes that are related to like cases we cover like when applicable. Yes. So for this episode, we're going to donate to an organization that addresses uh, violence against indigenous women. It's called the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, which I just read from. We'll put the link in our show notes and on Instagram. Yeah, and we'll put some links to other places if you'd like to donate as well. But we will uh, donate to there. And but yeah, in uh, following episodes when applicable, we will be donating to any causes that correlate to the true crime episodes or the missing person episodes that we are doing. Okay, I think is that all the update we need? Yeah, I think so. And now on to our previously recorded show. Melissa, what is our episode for today? This is also breaking news. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of Instagram DMs. We've been getting tagged in all of this, all this stuff on Twitter. And I finally posted, yes, we are covering this episode. It is about... Gabby Petito, who has been missing for a couple weeks now, she and her boyfriend, well, her fiance, it's it's complicated. She's 22, Gabby Petito, and then her fiance slash boyfriend, not really sure which, he was 23, Brian Laundrie, they got a van and they went off to explore the United States to live that hashtag van life. But then two months later... In September, which is the beginning of September, Brian returned home to Florida without Gabby. He immediately got a lawyer and he has refused to talk to the police. Also, he is gone at hiding. Nobody oh knows God. where he is. He's, his parents haven't seen him since Tuesday the 14th. It's it's crazy. And there's every day like breaking news, little tidbits come out where people have like seen them on their trip and they're like oh my god i did see them this day there's like a run-in with the police that's that happened there's like body cam footage of like an incident it's all crazy and then we also have a special guest coming on today molly lambert i love molly she's great she uh has her own podcast i think she has actually a few podcasts also an L.A. Uh, native. So she will tell us all oh, about. Oh, she is. I believe that she is. Uh, she has a Heidi Fleiss podcast coming up soon called Heidi World, the Heidi Fleiss Story. Uh, she also has a Patreon podcast called Molly's Sleazy Friends, uh, which is super yes. funny. So uh, excited to have her She's on. always up on like pop culture drama like she's a very good twitter follow absolutely she knows what's going on 100 so we'll so, talk to her yes. shortly 
Okay, let's get into what's going on. Okay, Gabby Petito was born March 19th, 1999 in Blue Point, New York. And after graduating high school in 2017, she started traveling around the United States. And then in 2018, she started hanging out with a guy named Brian Laundrie, who she actually grew up with on Long Island. And they went to the same high school, apparently. And then he had moved to Florida, I guess, with his parents. So they lost touch for a few years and then they reconnected. And then they eventually like started hanging out and then they fell in love. Mm. And they were both really into the outdoors and traveling. And Brian is, he's originally from Florida. So within the first year of dating, Gabby actually moved to Northport, Florida to be with him. And then after about a year of dating, they took a trip to Georgia where they visited a farm that's used for weddings. And Brian proposed to Gabby and she said yes. And then in July of 2020, they both posted pics on Instagram saying they were engaged. Their Instagrams are still up, by the way. Gabby's is at Gab's Petito. Oh, wow. And Brian's is at Bizarre underscore design underscore. Is he a designer or something like a graphic designer? Ah, he he is an artist. He's very oh. good at drawing. And then in July of 2021... They had planned this cross-country trip that would have them returning to Florida in November. So they were going to be gone for like five months, five or six months. And they bought a van. They were planning on driving to Portland to spend Halloween there. And they had a bunch of stops planned. And they wanted to document the entire thing for social media. So they created this YouTube channel called Nomadic Static. Oh boy. Static is spelled with a K. Can you explain to me what van life is? What I think it's just people who go travel around the world or wherever in a van. They live, they sleep in the van, and they just do that for however many months of the year. And they like they're like influencers. And they do this by choice. They're, this isn't yes. like I have a low income. <laughs> I have to live in my car. They. I mean. I'm sure some of the, some people do, maybe. We'll have to ask Molly more about this. Yeah, I think some people just choose to do this as like a fun vacation. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just curious, sorry to interject again, what the difference is between a road trip and van life. Van life is months. Like you could spend a whole year, year to two years just living in a van. And you're not staying, like a road trip, you'd probably stay in a motel or something yeah. like that. Van van life, you're cooking and eating and sleeping. This is your home. It's all van. And are these nice vans with toilets and oh, stuff? Or they is can this- be nice. They can be nice, baby. I've I've gone down van life road before and they you can, can get be very nice. The van that, that Gabby and Brian had was just like this t- 2012 Ford Transit van. Yeah, which so- is like... It's just it's just a normal van. Like yeah, it's not RV. Van. It's not RV life. It's it's no, van but you life. can. But they refit them so that you can have like like they can be really nice inside. And you can have like a kitchen and stuff. Like not like it's in like a little bed, and then like you can have your TV and like your internet. Like Got you it. can make it re- really yeah. nice. You can make a tiny a tiny house van. Yeah, basically. Yeah, tiny exactly. house on wheels. Got it. Copy that. <laughs> yeah. So Gabby's mom always said that Gabby's dream was to live that van life. Like she was obsessed with traveling and taking pictures at the Grand Canyon with your feet dangling out the back of the van. Like, look at us. Okay, so their first stop was Kansas. And then Gabby posted a picture on Instagram. And the caption says, there's no place like the tiny home we built. Hashtag van life. Tiny home van life. That's what Allie just said. Oh my God. That's insane. Because I swear I did not read this doc. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're you're on her Instagram, you can see all the pictures. Did she have this many followers? She has 575,000 followers. Did she have this many followers before she went missing? No, because I was looking at her account yesterday it was only like four hundred thousand. so no she's okay, been getting so she wasn't like an influencer influencer she was like i don't just believe so because if you go back to her old photos they only have like maybe a hundred likes not even 
So I think this is like a new, like people are following her. And then Brian also posted a picture of him sitting on top of the van in front of some rock formation. And then like another picture of both of them. And if you look at Brian's Instagram profile, his bio says, take a hike every day. Bug bites are better than being brainwashed by the media. Oh, boy. Taken on hashtag van life with Gab's Petito. Okay, so he's like QAnon. That's what, I mean, it's possible. That profile's a little suspect. Uh, So then four days later, they posted pics in Colorado Springs. And then a few days after that, she posted pics of inside their van. This is a picture of their van, by the way. Oh, it's just, it's a kidnapper van. No, it is not. That is not a kidnapper van. That's like a tricked out van. That's like a good van. It is not. There's a Spectrum guy outside my house right now, and he has that van. No, no, no. You're (laughs) thinking of the two-door, that that van, I'm telling you, does it have an inside picture of that van? Because I bet inside it looks pretty good. Yeah, there isn't really that many pictures. There's a picture of her, like, this is her inside the van, like, looking out. Yeah. I can tell. No, it has a TV tray. It has a TV tray, Maria. (laughs) I'm telling you. July 11th, she posted a pic of sand dunes and said, last day in Colorado, on to Utah. On July 15th, they posted pics in Zion National Park in Utah. Oh, on my bucket list. And then there's pics of their tent, which looked really nice. I want to go glamping, gals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, glamping's cool. Uh, July 21st, they were in Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. It's a pic of Gabby smiling. And then July 30th, there's a picture of Gabby hiking barefoot in Utah. Mm, The Britney Spears method. Uh Uh-huh. And then early August, there's more pics of a park in Utah, Arches National Park. And then Brian's last post was on August 13th. And it's just multiple photos of him smiling at Arches National Park. And his caption is kind of bizarre. Humans are primates. Great apes, in fact, but I don't know all how we how great we are as a species. Chimpanzees share 98.8% of their DNA with humans, our closest living relative. But as I see it, every living creature is in some way our relative, even trees. Yada, yada, yada. We also share 60% of DNA with a banana. We do? We do? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Here's science. At our, like, There's tons of articles about this. You didn't know that? Do people and bananas really share 60% of this one says 50% of the same DNA? Well, we got the same kind of like shape and we both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what I kind mean, of banana like, shaped? <laughs> you peel down half of the peel, then they've got little arms. I guess yeah. the way it grows and how like the cells multiply is the same. A lot of water is yeah, inside of it. They got their skin. Their <laughs> skin. Sweet and tasty. <laughs> they go bad when they're old. We do go bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go rotten real quick. Uh, yeah. So this caption is just about what well, I think our culture, our society has put itself above all living creatures, yada, yada, destructive practices. I think if we want to breathable air and drinkable water, we need to learn how to live with less just about the environment. Okay, Brian. Whatever. But that was his last post, August 13th, tagged in Moab, Utah. So Gabby's second to last post on August 19th, it's her in the van and like her feet are hanging out. That was also the day they released their first and only YouTube video. And the YouTube video is just them like showing their van and being like, we're on van life. And it's like edited pretty well. And then Gabby's dad, Joe, knows for a fact that they were in Salt Lake City August 21st because he made an Uber Eats order for them. And he, oh. he was living in New York, I believe. So he ordered them food when they were in New Do we know what they ordered? I don't know. It doesn't say. So Gabby's mom, Nicole, said that after Salt Lake City, they went to Grand Teton Park in Wyoming on August 24th. They'd been in contact consistently. They FaceTimed all the time, like she was texting her mom all the time, and they FaceTimed on the 24th of August. She said that Gabby seemed 
okay, but maybe her and her boyfriend were going through like a rough patch. Huh. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, she seemed okay. Like there wasn't anything like, she wasn't great. She seemed okay. Well, to be honest, if you're spending months with anyone in a van, yes, you're going to go through some turmoil. Yes. And then the texts from Gabby to her parents became very sporadic. She didn't call. Her last Instagram post was August 25th. And it's seven photo slides. It's her smiling. The caption is Happy Halloween. It's like her holding a pumpkin. It's it doesn't look like her other photos. Like it's just photos of her, like not anywhere, not like van life photo. It's everyone's like, huh, that's interesting. It's just photos of her. Okay. And the location is in Monarch Mural in Ogden, Utah, near the border of Idaho, which is four hours south of Yellowstone. So they're obviously on their way to Wyoming. And then huh. Gabby O'Brien didn't post again. Oh. And then Gabby's last text to her mom was August 30th. It said, no service in Yosemite, which everyone thinks they meant Yellowstone because Yosemite's in California. But Gab- Gabby's mom has a feeling that it wasn't Gabby texting because it just wasn't her. You know, you can tell how someone's oh, texting yeah. style. She's like, it's just weird. She said, no service in Yosemite. And like, that was it. And it was like, they're not even in Yosemite. Like, they're going to Yellowstone. And I guess that's true. I just, there's only cell phone service and Wi-Fi in, in particular locations in the park. Oh, yeah, sure. I've been to Yosemite and my phone never works up there. Oh, really? So like. Maybe just no one was texting you, Melissa. <sighs> and where's my sound effect? I need like a boo. <laughs> 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 um so after a week of not hearing anything gabby's mom texted brian and brian's mom on september 10th asking where gabby was no one texted them back what and then so nicole and joe her parents started reaching out to authorities and they reported her missing and then an official missing persons report was filed on september 11th and then the last time gabby was seen was august 24th in salt lake city when she left a hotel with brian and then Brian returned to Florida in their van alone on September 1st. Uh-oh. And when he got home, hmm. he didn't contact her family or say anything to them. And when the parents got in contact with him, they asked where Gabby was. He didn't say anything. And so he got a lawyer. who refused to speak to the authorities. But the van is in custody in Northport, Florida. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll have our guest on for some insight into that fan life. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, bonus videos. Go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast if and when you give us that five-star review. We will read it on our mailbag episode. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Please leave us a voicemail saying literally whatever, and we will play it on our mailbag episode. Also, please call us from jail if you ever need us, and we will come (laughs) running with your bail. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyways, back to our program. It's so good to finally meet you. I know. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 Thanks so much for having me on. Here, oh, my God. No, thank you for coming on. It's so nice to meet you. I've been following you on Twitter for years. Nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of your guys. I don't understand what van life is. Like, what's the difference between van life and a road trip? Okay, so <laughs> van life is is like people who have decided they want to like live off the grid basically. Okay. Um the appeal of van life is that you sell all your possessions, you give up having like a a house or an apartment to live in a van. Then you can just travel America seeing all the great beautiful national parks and stuff and and living in your van. So there's like a ton of YouTube stuff about it. It's gotten really big. Is there an allure for these people to record themselves doing it? Like, are there all, is there also an overlap of people who do van life and want to be influencers? Yeah, 100%. Um, the idea is to make van life pay for itself. And so, uh, okay. Are people on Instagram? There was a really good New Yorker article about it a couple of years ago about van life, about this couple who were like setting out to become van life influencers, but they ended up hating each other and breaking up by the end because. <laughs> You're like trapped with this person all the time. And it's not actually that romantic to be on the van life world because there's nowhere to park and people don't like, <laughs> oh my God. you know, oh, I hate when there's nowhere to park. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you've seen in LA too. It's like they, they start making crazy laws about where people can park RVs and yeah, not because they're right. like anti-homelessness laws. Or sleeping. Yeah, it's crazy. So the places that people think they're going to sleep in their van are maybe not, you know, they get harassed for sleeping there or Mm -hmm. they have to park somewhere that's like doesn't feel super safe or, or, you know, is right out in the open. So I think some of the fantasy of van life is then there's a reality of van life that is not portrayed because when you look at the YouTubes, it's all just like waking up in the morning, eating my little grain bowl and then (laughs) – we hiked Zion and now we're back on the road. Oh no, look, we're in a waterfall. So I think what's so creepy about this story is that there are like the the social media and they made like one van life YouTube and it's creepy because it's so not creepy. Like that's the vibe right. is so like just vibing, like living in nature, being great, having fun, and everything's great. We're just living natural. So then when you read the story and you're like, these people were fighting, they were having a miserable time. None of that comes across in the social media, which just makes you remember that social media is all a lie. Yeah, they got pulled over. We'll, We'll play some clips later on the episode, but there's body cam footage of them there was an incident where they were they were arguing at like a gas station or something and i heard they were arguing over a phone like brian had a phone and gabby was like yelling at him and then he locked her out of the van and she was like trying pounding on the van trying to get in and then she got in and then someone reported it and the police followed their van and like it was swerving apparently because and then gabby was like hitting him or something Trying to like get the phone oh, or trying Jesus. to do something. Yeah, he was like threatening to lock her out of the van. Right. Is what she said that she was afraid he was going to leave her by the side of the road because it sounds like that's what he was like threatening to do while they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So the cops got a tip and pulled them over. And like being cops, they were like, oh, looks <laughs> like you two uh, nice young people have it all taken. I'm sure this nice young man will uh, 
The video <laughs> is you. crazy because they ask him, they're like, oh, do you have anything in your pockets? And he's like, no. They're like, okay, like, just believe him. It's like, oh, because you're like a white, white kid. And it's people are like, this is infuriating. Yeah, the whole thing is infuriating. It's infuriating that the cops like saw that there was clearly a situation happening and were just like, whatever. And Gabby was crying the whole time. I guess because they saw scratches on Brian and they're like, oh, I see a scratch on your neck. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. And they're like, oh, well, she was scratching you. Like they were trying to make it seem like you want me to arrest her. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, no, I don't. They were both like, we don't want to be we they they both like were like, we want to stay together. It's fine. You know, but the cops put him up in a hotel and I guess left her to sleep in the van for the night because it's her van technically, which is part of why. It's so right. sketchy that he drove it back by himself because it's hers. Yeah, I thought found that weird. I have another question that's a little different. There's another couple, no, that got yes. murdered in Utah close. Yeah, to so that's like, you know, now like Reddit has taken this story and run with it. And <laughs> yeah. it's gotten yeah. to the part where all the insane people online are like, I'm going to find her. They're internet sleuthing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, some of them are, are finding pretty crazy clues, though. No, some of it is crazy. And the fact that the body cam footage came out is yeah. insane. And I don't know if this is true, but I heard the the reason this story got big is like from TikTok. Oh, my God. That people were doing TikToks about it. A person said they picked up Brian hitchhiking right and nobody knows if that part's true or if that person was just saying that to try and get viral on tiktok which is also super scary yeah Yeah, you don't know what's real but yeah there was that double murder it was yeah two women these two newlyweds they were shot yeah so there were like they said it's unrelated kind of in the same place it's like they were in moab utah Like a a lesbian couple who worked at the co-op there, which is like the nature food, you know, the natural foods co-op, which is also the last place that Brian and Gabby were seen, I think. So people were like, oh, is this related? Like, what if he didn't do it? And whoever killed these other people did it because these women were like, they just seem like, like similar kind of like, you know, white dread hippies Mm -hmm. and Grain bowl people. Yeah, they were just... (laughs) Yeah. And they were, I guess, also van life people and parked somewhere and were like, oh, there's this sketchy guy next to us being weird. And then presumably the sketchy guy killed them and Mm -hmm. brought their bodies like up into the park, which is so... Oh, I didn't know that part. Fucking scary. Yeah. So I think the really scary thing about that is that this is maybe completely unrelated. Yeah. People who are national parks, people have said like, yeah, people die in national parks a lot. They Uh go missing or they get murdered. There's like a lot of stuff that can happen in national parks besides the beautiful enjoyment of nature. Mm -hmm. There's this book called Deaths in Yosemite. (laughs) My sister lives up there and they're like, yeah, every summer people die and go missing. It's just a normal, like when if you hear a helicopter, you're like, oh, someone must have gone missing or fell right. off a waterfall. Well, because there really are no guardrails, which is like part no. of what makes it amazing to go to those places. But you do also hear about like influencers falling off a cliff because they like were trying Crazy. to take the perfect photo. And oh, I think God. people were just talking about van life in general uh, a lot anyway because nobody can afford a house so it's a big fantasy Mm, of people because they're like well I can't buy a house ever but maybe I could buy a van and then I would like own something and have my own place and we could just travel America seeing all the incredible sights doing the on the road thing yeah, the way van life is portrayed on YouTube, where it's just like living wild and free and eating your grain bowls every day and then being in a waterfall in a bikini. It's like, it's clearly no. very emotionally stressful. And for someone who has mental health issues like Gabby Petito, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the best thing because there's sort of a lack of stability that might not be great if you have OCD. Absolutely, 100%. 
I mean, if you think about it during COVID, when we're all living isolated with our partners or I mean, I'm alone, but if you're (laughs) isolated with your partner and, you know, people get into fights, they start to go a little crazy. That's like what van life is in a microcosm for years or months, you know, in an incredibly small space. It's it's destined for doom. And it's a lot of couples, you know, I think it is this fantasy also of just like, we'll be out out in the world together. But like you were saying, it's like, if, if that person wants to isolate you, it's like the perfect situation to isolate and control somebody. Yeah. And then some of Gabby's other friends have come out and said that Brian was isolating and controlling her before they were even on the road that oh. interesting. There was this one girl who was like a total just like Florida blonde dread hippie with like a tie-dye shirt with an alien on it you know (laughs) we should have her on (laughs) who said that she befriended gabby when they were in florida and that brian was really weird about it and like didn't want them Uh, to hang out and tried to just kind of keep her away from her and he she was like i don't think she liked gabby having friends like i don't think he liked gabby just being out of his sight even because you know he was like controlling and jealous and thought that this friend was going to like take her out or they could meet other guys or something. So that's an interesting point. You know, they called off their engagement. I read, did you hear that in the middle of this trip on August 12th or 13th? What are the, what is that? La- is someone being abducted? What oh, is that's that just a van rumbling? outside. It's a van outside. Oh. <laughs> They're coming for you. Um, he flew back to Florida from, the 17th to the 23rd to move their stuff out of a storage locker. And then he flew back to meet Gabby in Salt Lake City. So he was gone for six days. Huh. And I'm um, like, maybe they got into a fight. They called off the engagement. They're like, okay, well, we're not living together. He flew back to Florida to like get away. It was the day after the cops pulled them over. Weird. So he like left her with the van? He for left a few her days? with the van. And then came back, Salt Lake City, and that's the last time she was seen. That's that that so, so much is went, happening. Yeah, in it's Utah so weird right now. Utah is I, the talk of the town. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Other people have said Moab is like a very weird place. Also, they're like it's like a total one horse town. It is like a mecca for this type of white hippie seeker nature uh. natural food person. But obviously, it's like all I, I guess what's weird about van life, too, is it is like that's half of the type of people it is. And then the other half are like preppers, you know? Right. Oh, interesting. But I feel like there's an overlap. There's definitely an overlap. And Brian seems a little bit like he like his Instagram bio is like, you know, don't trust the fake media. Like, take yeah. a hike. Yeah. It's like I'd rather have a bug bite than like listen to the media. Yeah. Yes. That's why I say it's like QAnon adjacent weird stuff. Yeah. But then like the scariest thing to me was that somebody figured out how to get into his Spotify because he was like I listened to his spot I I was like updating his Spotify and he up and that's what's scary too, is like all of this stuff updates to the grid. Just all the social media aspect of this case is terrifying because you're like just people's last Instagram type stuff is so scary. He was adding songs on August thirtieth. He was adding songs while he was driving back without Gabby, and the songs he was adding are all by Matt Berry. Yeah, from, from what we do what in, we the do in the shadows, <laughs> Allie's new favorite show. This guy Matt Barry, who is one of my favorite. Me too. But I was comedians. like, oh, that's okay. So- wait, you know what's so crazy is I almost mentioned what we do in the shadows because you know there's that episode where the spoiler alert. If you don't watch it or you watch it fast forward. 30 seconds. Okay, so there's that episode where Guillermo joins that vampire hunter cult and then they go into the house and they're in a van and then the owner of the van dies and then so they're like, okay, well, I guess we have to drive back the van to his mom or something and when we were talking about that, I was like, oh, that's like the episode of What We Do in the Shadows I watched the other day. That's just so weird. Yeah, that is a weird... I didn't realize Matt Berry has 
a band or is a musician. I had oh, no yeah. idea. He makes He's like, so multi-talented. I know. I love him. <laughs> Big he, fan. Had, he makes like freak folk. And that's what's so funny yeah. is that it's not funny, but <laughs> it's scary because his Spotify playlists are like Bon Iver. It's like I know. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is stuff like I listen to. Like, right. It's out, like the like most Radiohead. like most just like light kind of like vapor wave you know that made me be like well what kind of a person is like i'm gonna listen to folk music on my like drive home after maybe abandoning or killing my girlfriend that's so creepy like if i had just done a murder and i was driving home for like six hours i wouldn't listen to anything (laughs) no absolutely not or if I was a rageaholic sociopath, I'd maybe listen to like screamo or metal. Right. You know? Something angry or something cathartic. The idea of like just being like cold blooded and then being like time to listen to Bonnie Vare. <laughs> yeah, here's like, some bluegrass. Nightmare world. It, it's very terrifying. Do you have any last well last last thoughts and then i'll ask you a question do you have any last thoughts on the case or theories well, or anything just, like that i don't know like i was doing something right before this case happened where i was just talking about cottagecore a lot because i found out that like all the cottagecore youtubers that a lot of we them love cottagecore uh actually live on their parents' properties. I listened to your episode <laughs> about this. It's very interesting. Yeah, I just thought that was really... And, you know, they're all, like, pretending to be out there roughing it, but really they're, like, in the backyard um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, plugged into the grid of their parents' power and water. Oh. And that's why it's, like, not really roughing <laughs> it. But, like, none of that... None of that appears in the videos. The videos are just like, here I am, like, carrying the water to my little cottage (laughs) to, like, feed my little lambs, you know? So I had been thinking about that anyway, about just sort of, like, YouTubers and, like, the difference between the reality and what we see on the YouTube. And I think it's, like, everybody knows this about, like, television, I guess, that it's fake. But with YouTube, it's, like, people are performing reality but they're performing it in a way that is just for youtube you know it's like everyone is so fascinating so fascinating and there's just like tropes to it so like with the cottage core people they're all like skinny white women for the most part (laughs) doing this kind of like you know i'm swanning around in my like sofia coppola movie where i don't have to do any hard labor I never have like psychological issues related to being so isolated from everybody. It's just like a wonderful. And I think too that goes. Yeah. And that also goes to the fantasy of people wanting to own property and like not being able to. So they're just like, okay, well, what if I could own like a tiny house? I can't own a real house. So I could own like a tiny house or a van. But van life too, it's like there's just people want this thing because they think what they're seeing on YouTube and on TikTok or whatever is reality, but people cut out all the... I mean, I would love to see a van life video that was just about how much it sucks to do van life, you know, where people were like, oh, we can't find anywhere to park tonight, or like, oh, the mosquitoes are getting us while we're out in the forest. Yeah, like we ran out of gas in the middle of the desert and we're going to starve. Right. I would... I would read that book from you about like the difference between fantasy and reality in um, YouTube and Instagram, yeah, and, like, different well, cases like van life and cottage core and different, right. Like, like people were bringing up Walden a lot about the cottage core stuff because obviously like yeah. Henry David Thoreau's mom was doing totally. his laundry the whole time. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> but I think with van life too. But I think it's also like the reason people don't do negative, depressing van life or cottagecore videos is because like that's not what the algorithm wants people want the fantasy these people that are trying to monetize this into a lifestyle which is also so weird because it's like you're fake living off the grid but then you're videotaping everything and uploading it like you're obviously yeah Yeah. you're on some sort of grid where there's wi-fi but then you're like oh i'm just living in contact with nature but also we're filming everything and like editing it like no you're not living in the moment if you're doing that those things just don't go together so I thought, I think I was just already kind of thinking about all that stuff. And then this van life murder happened. And I wondered if it was like a flashpoint. I just wonder if it's like, 
if this is like the Manson family for van life, like are people going yeah. to think right, twice like now? Yeah. yeah. Are people going to be like, oh, maybe this thing actually has some downsides? Right. For sure. Molly, thank you so much. This was so amazing. Where can people find either like your Twitter, your podcast, sure. all that kind of stuff? Thanks so much for having me. Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Molly Lambert and I have a Patreon at Molly's Sleazy Friends. And that's where you can find my Cottagecore Mysteries blog uh, podcast about the Cottagecore ex- expose I did. And thank you so much for having on. I'm such a huge web crawlers fan. Oh my God, thanks we're a huge fan of you. You'll on. have to come on again. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank Bye. you. Of course. Have thank a good you. Day. Well, that was illuminating. She's great. Yes. I love her. So I do have video from the body cam footage. So what had happened? So they, so, so you guys have been, you guys were talking about they were at a gas station and they got. Okay. Yeah. On August 12th, there's body cam footage. They were pulled over by the police because they were arguing at like a gas station or a rest stop and someone had called the police like as like a domestic disturbance like there's something going on with these people like and then someone said he was wasn't giving her a phone or they were arguing and he locked the doors and she was like pounding on the doors trying to get in and was like worried that he was gonna leave her and so then eventually she got in and then they were driving the police found their van and we're gonna pull them over like gabby was like clawing and hitting at brian because they were getting in an argument or something and the police pulled them over i was just saying i'm sorry if i'm in a bad mood i just really says i had so much work i was doing on my computer this morning what do you do for a living um well i, I hate for getting organic juice bar but i just hit my job okay. i was a nutritionist that's oh, what, okay. that's my that's job. Cool. I just uh, hit my job to travel across the country, and I'm trying to start a blog. Okay. I just have a blog. So, so I've been building my website. So I've been really stressed, and yeah, I didn't really believe that I could do any of it. So that's kind of been like a, I don't know. He's like, in, down there. I don't know. We've been fighting all morning, and, and he wouldn't let me in the car before. And then Why I, wouldn't he let you in the car? Because you have OCD? He told me I needed to calm down. And she's just like crying and like I have OCD and like we just got into an argument, but like everything's fine. What date was this? I'm looking at August 12th. Okay, well, this was right before Brian left for six days to go to Florida to clean out a storage unit. And this is the same day she posted her on under the arches. Yes, the cops told brian like oh well you guys need to separate for the night this is her van so she'll keep the van and then they drove him to a hotel and got him a room weird and i'm like that's weird like why didn't they get them both rooms like i don't Probably know because they didn't want them next to each other in the same place i guess they apparently called off their engagement but decided to stay together and then the last Instagram activity from Gabby was August 27th, and she liked a photo of another van life couple. So that's the last activity. And then on August 29th, Gabby's friend was having a birthday party, and the friend claims they had plans to talk on that day about meeting up some point in Yellowstone. Gabby never showed or called her. So that was on August 29th. So perhaps something happened on August 28th is when she like maybe went missing. And so the Grand Teton area to Northport, Florida is about 35 hours by car, 35, 36 hours. So the estimate would be that approximately like eight hours of driving a day might have taken three to four days for him to get back to Florida. So then maybe he left on August 28th or the 29th. And then, yeah, there was this possible witness. A woman on TikTok said her and her boyfriend picked up Brian on the evening of August 29th around 5 p.m. They He asked for a ride to Jackson. And then, like, they let him out, like, soon after that, which is weird because, like, didn't he had the van? Like, what? That's why yeah, that's why like, saying. is it believable? I don't know. Is she doing it for attention? Like, who knows? Yeah, maybe she was just doing it for clout. Yeah, and then on 
Friday the 17th, this last Friday, the police and the FBI finally went inside Brian's house in Florida. They hadn't arrested him. They hadn't questioned him. They hadn't, yeah. they didn't do anything. And they finally went into the house and his parents were like, oh, we haven't seen him since Tuesday the 14th. Insane. Now there's footage of this. It's either TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. There's, there's yeah. footage of them raiding the house. Yeah. Cause there's people outside the house, like chanting, like, where is Gabby? Where is Gabby? Like people are outside screaming and the police are just like, oh yeah, maybe we should try to figure out what's going on. It's crazy. And then I just found on Twitter, someone has footage of the van. They were driving like this couple was driving through Utah and they saw this van on the side of the road and they were like going to be like, oh, going to knock on the door to see who was in it. But there was nobody in there. Where is it? And it's, their van? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's bad news. Yeah. Wait, so how did he get back to... And that was recently that they saw that? No, that was oh, okay. like it. August 27th. Okay, got it, got it. So this could be maybe before Gabby went missing. That was the last day she was active on Instagram is when they saw this van. What? They currently have the van in custody in Florida. Um, This girl... Marissa Monticolo on Twitter made a really interesting note that I just want to say. She said, it's awful Gabby is missing and I do hope she's found, but I wish news outlets gave a shit about the amount of indigenous females missing and murdered in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, imagine if we reported and focused on them. And then she gave uh, stats of other women who are missing in Wyoming. And it's a huge amount of people who have not been found in the same area as Gabby. Not to say that the cases are connected. Right. Uh, but just to say that we give such an emph emphasis on, you know, like white women, YouTube influencers. Um, yep. And it's so easy for it to become some sort of trend where we're all looking for this person. And then we disregard people of color who go missing or are murdered every day you know so it's just it's interesting to bring to light the things that we focus on it's like that patrice o'neill bit talking about how if there's like a pretty white woman missing like everyone totally everyone goes and searches for her it's pretty white woman syndrome yeah absolutely so yeah. it's just uh it's pretty interesting yeah the family hasn't although brian's sister cassie's the only one who has spoken out about any of this. She's like, obviously, we want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister. All my children love her. All I want for her is to come home safe and found. And th this is just a big misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Brian's lawyer released a statement. It said this is an extremely difficult time for both the Petito family and the Laundry family. It's our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that she's reunited with her family. On the advice of counsel, the Laundry family is remaining in the background at this juncture and will have no further comment. And now Brian's gone. He's in hiding. He's missing. Jeez. Wow. Suspect. What? Like what? I, what? Yeah. Suspect much? If you have any theories, ideas, if you live in this area uh, or if you do van life or know someone who has we would love to talk to you. Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie Tiny House Siegel. I am Melissa, not living that van life, Stetton. And I'm uh, producer. I, tr I, I don't have it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have it. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.